sitting fucking deaf, can't fucking hear anything. What do you want me to say? Stupid. In the fucking sight. Writer. <laughs> Don't know shit about sound. When the politicians keep politicking I do. I know Oh, you crazy cats and getting out there in pod personal land. Welcome back to Politinkering. I am your host, Sean Faw. Joining me as always is Sean O'Brien. Hi, guys. Hello, sir. Hi. Hi. And the very rude gentleman on the other side of the half round would be Mr. Joseph Bonnier. Hello, everyone. A smattering of applause for you, sir. You handle that interruption very well. I get It flusters me. I, it scares me when you guys I interrupt me. I am unflappable. Yeah. yeah. We already established she's incapable of that kind of stress. Cannot be flapped. You cannot be flapped. I'm actually quoting uh, uh, Mr. Spencer Crittenton of the Hermantown podcast. Oh. Uh, but, uh, Ew, Yuri, yeah. you stuck your tail in my coffee. So, gentlemen, what Hi, is, uh, what's, what's going on? Chilling. Yeah. Just chilling, as the kids say. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not exactly what I've noticed. You haven't noticed um, no. this? What have you, what's yeah. been going on with you? Um, no, with you, sir. Um, I, I've noticed your uh, your social media engagement as of late <laughs> has been uh, rather, um, we'll say, rabid. Uh, as it, as, I, uh, I don't fair. think that that's true. <laughs> I, think, I think that's true. I posted four fucking times. Over the, sure? of like 12 uh, like hours. Hour. <laughs> Over the course of 12 hours. Over the course of 12 hours. I posted one Kefefe long tirade, which was hilarious. Mm. And then I posted one thing says you. the mm. next day. I feel it like there were funny. two tirades. Weren't there it two? There were two tirades. I believe it was just because he posted it in the Palatinkering and on Facebook. And then, like, you know, you see oh, that. Oh, no, the Kefefe thing. thing I went yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You guys will go on Twitter. I didn't do, I don't do Twitter. I was like, I, all right, I had like half a bottle of wine. Okay. <laughs> and Trump. Tweeting Kefefe, I thought it was hilarious. So, <laughs> it was the funniest thing I'd ever so seen. So why Fefe, not Fifi? Oh, fuck, you fuckers. Don't, I didn't want to talk about this tonight. Um, all right, fine. I guess we're going to go for it. I should just read what it was, what I fucking did. That you're gonna make me. Why, 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 why Kefefe and not Kefif? Kefifi. You could do whatever you want. I don't care. It's like, is it, a big, is, is it a big deal? Now? No, it was a one night only <laughs> thing that everybody's still talking about. No, it was a one night only thing. As far uh, as I'm concerned. So it was like a one night stand, a night of, of rambunctious attitudes and boisterous well, my nature. Point, so I don't really know. I'd, I'd almost rather just read what I fucking wrote to explain it. But, but <laughs> the reason it was funny to me was because he, he's such an angry old fucking man. And so he, I basically just imagined him just sitting there grumbling, just pissed off at the world, literally falling asleep. And it's just, that was his, like, just externalized thoughts. It's just like, goddamn nigga. Well, <laughs> yeah. And he just passes out and goes to sleep. And then everybody's like, the monster, he's asleep. The goblin sleeps. Let's go. Everybody run out to the streets. Have thy fun. Joyously enjoy. And yeah, so it was, yeah. that basically to me was what that was. And, and so I thought it was funny. And I was like, Kofefe. Kefefe's funny. But it, it, it is, it was also terrifying at the same time because I'm like, God damn it. Like, I just wonder if he fucking, 
I, I don't know. It was just so the 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 unchecked element of it was what scared me a little bit. The fact that nobody nobody really kind of was able to step in to delete it or whatever. But it also, not to mention the fact that it is the what do they call that? The Presidential Records Act. So it's mm. illegal for him to delete his tweets, which is hilarious to me. But nobody's going to enforce it. But it's there in it, some it is database. Illegal. We have them all. Everyone screenshotted them. We at have it, time, but it, so. that doesn't mean what he's doing isn't illegal. I guess is what I'm saying. So sure, it's still, there is a record, but he has taken a step to destroy that record. So, so it's obstruction it's, of justice by tweet. <laughs> that, and that, I don't know. That's still a very legal gray area. Oh, for I mean, sure, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's. But uh, you know, I mean, you know, you take a Snickers bar. Oh, it's certainly the funniest of the, all outcomes know. if this is what actually right. brings him down. But uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. no. I don't, <laughs> of all the different tweets, yeah. If, so if, I don't. If know, removing man, Kafifi from tweet from Twitter is what is the unraveling, <laughs> the uh, he did it the first day though when he like misspelled honored or whatever. oh yeah yeah no it's a thing. I, mean, I don't know. I think it's indicative. I think it just kind of confirms everything I've thought already, which is that. That, yeah, he's an old dude who's willing to just fall asleep mid-tweet. But I think the interesting thing was you said is that no one corrected it until the morning, like six hours later, which is, again, something I probably thought would happen. Anyway, he probably went to sleep in the residence, and they're not going to fucking wake him up because, oh, sir, by the way, you misspelled a tweet. We have to correct it. No, they're not going to wake Trump up he for that and risk getting fired. spell it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, okay, continue. misspell it. Whatever. You know what I mean? Talk. I know. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, he misspelled we, the word we conference. Co- <laughs> coverage, rather. We don't know what happened. So we got the uh, the indication from Mr. Sean Spicer that it was uh, <laughs> yeah. that there are a few people that a know people exactly oh, what Kafifi means. Fuck and you. So- Fuck you, Sean Spicer. <laughs> I mean, does he really think anyone believes that? Oh, I just assume it's him trying to cover asses is a default mode. Like, you know, something weird comes up. Oh, I'm sure someone knows about that. Let's move on to the next thing. But I would this have is- loved to have been in that conversation where they were having this communications meeting in the West Wing. And they were like, hey, Sean, how do we, how do we oh, handle this? Oh, that's the this? thing. I don't think those things happen. I th- oh, you don't think they use Sean to just fly by the seat of his pants? Well, I, yeah, I think in that situation, I don't. Sometimes think, he does. I, I think. I, I mean, those meetings might happen, but I don't think he literally had any information on that. So I think he just jumped to whatever defense he thought was most plausible at the time um, that someone knows what a, that means. They had hours to think of. They had supposedly fifteen hours to come up with an explanation. That was pretty lame. I, I think it was just a wise ass answer. He was just mm. being a wise ass. But I think I someone, but I think someone told yeah, him to be a wise ass. I think they had I'm this fine discussion. With that too, sure. Oh, I, I know, but that's funny. The idea that someone told him that answer and that he was just like, <laughs> okay, works, sure. I guess I have to say that. I'm he looks so sad these exactly. days. Exactly. If Sean Spicer. Spicer was actually up there, like being a wise ass and saying that shit with a smirk and like a fuck you to the. But he's angry. That's exactly. The thing. He's not. He, he's well, pissed the press. No, it's not even. Yeah, exactly. So he's angry. Okay, so not wise. No, he's sad. He's talking like his tone is like his grandma died. Yeah, exactly. He is like. Like grandmom? Yeah. He's a beaten yeah, little just, boy. I've never heard the M at the end, grand of mom, grandmom. Really? What? Really? No, I've, it's, I've always heard grandma. That, that, okay. I've heard grandmother or grandma. I've never heard grandmom hmm. in my Weird. life, actually, until this moment. You read a lot of books. That should be And it's not books. in any of them. I can guarantee you. It's it not did? in any book ever that I've ever read? No. Then you're not reading the right <laughs> the books. The word grandmom is not it. What am I reading? Well, I guess that makes sense. You're only reading books from like the 19th century and stuff. So. <laughs> 20th century, thank you very they much. They call him Mima. <laughs> Mima. Ma, oh, Ma. No, I never heard Grandma. Did you ever I see the- I'm not alone on this, by the way. I've never, I don't think a lot of people have heard Grandmom. 
Um, uh, let us know at Paula Tinkering yeah. on the Twitters or at Paula Tinkering you at gmail.com. You did forget to do all the things I always and do. It's not a forget. I it's don't a, give him that smirk. It's a rolling in, man. I'm trying to be, you know, a Organic. little. Yeah, some of that maybe. And I'm like, sorry. maybe not just a total douche and like, you know, throw my shit all over their faces I'm as sorry. soon as they enter into yeah, our, I like our it humble his way. abode. Let's ease them in. You know, hey, here's what we do. Here's what we are, guys. Oh, by the way, if you'd like to contact us, here's how you could do that. Maybe you don't want to contact Contact is you can do what you want. It's your job. I said I'm sorry. All right, sorry. <laughs> By the way, all right. Uh, yeah. So uh, a bunch of bullshit that. happens this weekend mm-hmm. or uh, recently. Um, mm-hmm. You were mentioning something about the Kush ball and the uh, uh, the Mayflower. I, I know nothing of this, but you guys, or at least Mr. Bonnier, seem to have some. Uh, well, okay. So the the it spurns from this meeting in I believe last early last year during the campaign at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington. Um, and the deal is basically Kislyak was there and a lot, and probably all Kislyak the, is Kislyak's the, uh, the U S amba- uh, the ambassador f- from, <laughs> from Russia. Also a well-known Russian spy. According also, to our intelligence agents. Yes. Also a, um, a well-known, um, what's the spy recruit, spy recruit yeah. of Americans. Okay. So well. he, he is <laughs> the ambassador <laughs> from Russia to America. Yeah. Sorry if I made that unclear. A former oh. KG, KGB. Just okay. like, well, they, they literally all are former oh, KGB. No, yeah. I would yeah. just assume that the ambassador from just about every country is a spy of sorts. I, I no, mean, too. I what? Just, no, our ambassadors are not spies. They're all like loser congressmen and stuff. Well, we're oh, dumb. I didn't hear you say it. I, you think could... you Russia. I thought you said Russia. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I meant most countries. But... Oh, I don't No, think our so. ambassadors are all losers. Yeah, they're, they're all, all loser like, nerds. Who yeah. are like, that, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. I, I, uh, we, are doing, we are not necessarily doing it correctly. I respect but... all our ambassadors. Yeah, really? You have to respect our ambassadors? There's a few of them that I like. I like Michael McFall. You don't have to respect all of them. The funny thing is, I was going to say Mike. Do you like Mike? But I guess it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with this Kislyak and the Kush ball? Anyways, uh, so basically this is another one of the meetings that Kushner didn't uh, put in his SF-86 security form. What the uh, fuck is that? That's the security form you basically have to give whenever you get a security clearance. Mm. Everyone does it. And you have to- When it, you get a security clearance? Like, yeah, like when the FBI you, invest. It's like a when form you, you are fill granted out. Secu- yeah, you have uh, to fill out this form to get a security But is this form. like a, an every, like, is this a once in a lifetime thing or is this like every time I get new information, I got to fill out this form? No, no, once in a lifetime. Okay. Well, you yeah, like, the second you're starting to the, to get security clearance, mm. you have to fill out this form. Okay. Um, I would recommend listening to the Thursday of Pod Save America. Where I they probably go into, won't do that. I understand. <laughs> but you're not the only one listening to me. Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> there, that's true. That's very fair. That's very, very fair. Um, they go kind of into detail of, as to what it takes because the, the, so like John Favreau and, uh, and I mean, they all did, but basically they, they all worked for president Obama and all had to fill out these forms. So mm. they kind of go into detail of what it means. And it, it is perjury and punishable by law, by okay. like as so, a government fucking so perjury. So the other part about so this is when, lie on when did he have to fill out this form then? When uh, he be- January, I believe. Okay. So, okay. Gotcha. So it wasn't a form that he filled out then. It was a form that he, or something he should have put on a form that well, I think was the, the big question here is they ask you on the form, have you met with any foreign I believe for the exact term, foreign agents, I mm-hmm. think it might be, or you know, foreign heads of state, foreign representatives of government. And you, basically, this is a big deal because of Sessions as well. Sessions obviously lied about this and did not include a few meetings. And the idea was that all of them were there at this meeting. And supposedly at this meeting, some crazy shit was said, wherein some financial details from VEB, the Russian bank, and might have been involved. They might have talked about lowering sanctions, all these different things that might have happened. Allegedly, <laughs> I, allegedly I, I prefaced all that correctly. Yeah. My point is that, that if, you, if you follow a lot of these far left-wing people on Twitter, which I do, <gasps> such as Seth Abramson, 
He has been saying that there is the Mayflower scandal. He calls it, he's been calling the Mayflower scandal for months because it all comes back to this one meeting and they all stemmed out from there. And the idea is basically now they're just recently investigating all of this stuff. And they basically found out that Kushner, along with Sessions and others, didn't include this meeting on their forms. Mm. And it's just question, why? why? Why are you not including this meeting? Also, Kushner supposedly brought Kislyak again back to Trump Tower through the back door there. Correct. And no one talks about that, and that wasn't included on his form either. And for that meeting also, they, there are differing ex- explanations as to what the deal was. So Russia was saying that it was a business meeting between the Kushner family, and the Trump administration said, or the, you know, the White House counsel said that it was a diplomatic meeting that that Kushner was acting on behalf of his of of you know uh, on behalf of the White House basically in, or in that meeting itself. Which, by the way, the the important part about all this is that it's during the transition. So the whole point is one president at a time. So the Trump transition team was the were the ones so, that were meeting with all these well, Russian okay, agents. So the, it's yes and before. because they also were meeting before they were elected. Tons more. The Mayflower stuff was April, I believe. So I'm, I'm all saying, I know is you used yes and correctly. Wow, good job. I don't. Was that My point correct? is, I don't think it was correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, yes, you're right. It's one, it's, it's one, it's one government at a time. But this That's was true, before Trump was even elected. Like this was. Just well, a citizen I, talking um, to Kislyak. And, but that wouldn't be so bad. I guess that my, my point is when it's during the transition and you're actually acting on, I mean, that's They're what both Trump- bad. But one is you're, you're going to be president. One is you're just a candidate. And a candidate is, is not I as bad as what I'm saying. No, I think they're it's worse. Both, I think it's worse. Let's just say they're both bad. <laughs> okay. Let's say they're equally bad. Um, well, okay. Well, why? Well, why the transition to me is not as bad because you're, you're going to be the president. I mean, I, yeah, it's one government at a time and it's still fucking- probably a felony. But my point is it's not as bad as just a regular citizen committing treason. Um, I guess that's fair. <laughs> <but> my- <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> it, that will, I uh, that's that, the allegations you know here. What? I mean, yeah. I, 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 we should actually, let's address that real quick because it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I don't remember what I was watching. I think it was fucking Don Lemon, like a clip Don Lemon, some bullshit or whatever. And there was a lawyer on there who was, who was talking to Don Lemon and, and they were talking about collusion or whatever it was. The, the, the word that is not a legal term, by the way, if you guys mm. watch the Brennan uh, or whoever the FBI guy was, um, Comey. Oh, I meant uh, CIA. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. Sorry, John Brennan. But yeah, collusion is just a word that sort of is being thrown around in general. Yeah. Um, it, that's not a legal term. But what, it, well, collusion is kind of like the newer, more uh, politically correct version of conspiracy. Which is no, fine, but even that quite, isn't necessarily yeah. a crime. You no, know no, what I mean? so that's so anyway, the thing, yeah. So <clears throat> the because the the lawyer was was saying to Don Lemon, he was like, "Well, what's the crime?" What, you know, what's, what's the crime then? Nobody's been able to, to say what the actual crime is. And I Lemon's like, I don't, it's the, I don't know. Is I'll it, say it, it I'll say it a hundred times. Go ahead. Treason! <laughs> I, I, and I, I, I prepared you. It's hard to say otherwise. That's, I don't know what the crime would be other than that. What is the crime? What would the crime that be then if you are, if you work with a foreign, our foreign adversary mm-hmm. in order to, um, undermine the ideals of our country and the physical election. This is a democracy we're talking about. This is the, the, you know, that's the whole point of like kind of one president at a time type of thing. That's the whole point of, you know, of a freely elected democracy. That's a a lot of these different, you know, the the meddling in and of itself. Sure. The hacking might be criminal, whatever, but, Mm. but ultimately what it has to do is undermining our system of government, which is really all we fucking have. That's, that's it. Once that, once that goes down, what what is the the undermining that is being referenced here? Then? If the, if we as a society no longer have the same type of um, 
uh, or hold the same type of reverence for our system of government that mm-hmm. we've had for the entirety of our country, um, that, that is, a, I hate to use the word dangerous, but it is. It's, that's, that's the only thing we have that keeps our society running the way that we've become accustomed. That's how, we go, that's how we've chosen to govern ourselves. Now, we could all of a sudden choose to govern ourselves as, a, as an aristocracy or an oligarchy in a weird way or however it is, but our, our system of government is the one thing, the rule book, the thing that we've all agreed upon, that's our social contract. That's the thing that once that's undermined, mm-hmm. that to me is the worst possible thing that can happen. Is, is that I, I don't completely disagree with that. I, worst possible thing is that I think a little bit hyperbolic, but well, I, it's on the right. Know what I meant, yeah, as far yeah. as in this current situation, right, right. But what what is the actual undermining? What is it that is done in these situations or these circumstances that is causing all of this detriment to our system? That is the one thing that I keep he- sure. be- seeing being overlooked. Absolutely, that it, I, I keep hearing these cries of Russia, this, when, you know, all, everything is falling, but w- what is the actual thing we're talking about? Totally fair. Uh, it, as far as I'm concerned, at least, it, um, the perpetuation of the fake news and all that shit, the, the Inquirer kind mm-hmm. of type of, that type of, um, did you watch that documentary by the I way? I fell asleep. Right on. I fell asleep. I'm sorry, yeah. but I did watch a lot of it. And it's very, very the good. Inquiring minds. Yeah. The first minds. half is about mm-hmm. his dad. So it kind of veers off quite a bit. No, but, I got uh, to him like what, right the, up to, in his sort of Jared Kushner days, gotcha. like, <laughs> like post, well, yeah. Jared Kushner, if Jared Kushner went to fucking MIT and graduated and he was like 15, <laughs> but <laughs> which he did not, mm. he did go to Harvard, yeah. but he got bought in anyway, whatever. Fuck that Either fucking way. little douche, yeah, a douche. Um, it's a fair question, man. Um, I, I as far as. It's kind of hard to answer. It's a, it's a chess match in that capacity. I, I think that the second that we sort of have, you know, um, we question facts to such a degree that it no longer matters anymore. I, that's the first step to us saying, well, what does it matter who the fucking president is? What does it matter who? And to me, this is the whole reason I wanted you to watch that Inquirer documentary mm-hmm. in the first place, because I, this is something that has been, in my mind, happening since the beginning of our, our republic. Mm-hmm. You know, ever since the printing press has been a thing, people have been using it to defame one another. And if you go back and look at the elections of, you know, some of our, our founding fathers, mm-hmm. some guys that were, you know, pretty tight together in most times. Times when it came to election time, they were saying saying some pretty decent uh, fucking you know digs at each other and you know slinging the mud, almost pretty much as bad as we see today. Absolutely, I mean, I, but does it change if it's a different country? I guess that's the question. I'm, well, I'm the, almost fine with us doing it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but, I really and, am. But that's the other thing that was in that documentary is you know they they were talking about the I can't remember the guy uh, the guy's name that was in charge of the Inquirer. Um, Pope was his last name. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, his, you mean the main the, the, the main guy, guy, the guy, the guy okay, that yeah. it's about, yeah. So uh, Pope and Pope's dad, Pope Greg, Senior and Pope so Junior, sure. yeah, something like that. Um, but Senior was a, uh, you know, a, a Tammany Hall mogul. He was a guy that was, you know, in you know, in bed with a lot of things and a very powerful, very sort of connected man, a guy that like owned judges. Mm-hmm. And he got to a point of power and he, you know, kind of said, I have all of this money. What is my next step? And he looked back at what they do in old Italy. And he said, they own the newspaper so that they can control the message that goes out. Oh. And then he was backed by Mussolini to put out a lot of propaganda. It wasn't until World War II that he had to stop doing that because it just looked way too bad to be in bed with Mussolini at that 
that point. But that is a sort of standard practice. You know, every community that came over here had their central propaganda machines that were, you know, being infiltrated by the countries of their origin. And this is, is sort of a, a standard um, status quo, essentially, just in new media. Okay, totally fair. But let's, so then let's, let me grant you all that then. Let, let's, let, I, oh, I, will okay. gladly, I will gladly grant. <laughs> no, I know Joe that, is not. No, I do too. You're no. just saying, you're saying freedom of press. You're saying the freedom of press is a rare and wonderful thing. Right. But and I agree. That's all you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. And I, wow. and I totally agree with it. And I, and I think that's crazy. Um, it, 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 it doesn't, it still doesn't answer the, the fact that it's a little bit of an undermining, but sure, who are the people to kind of, you know, the people should decide. But oh, I no, guess- I'm just saying undermining always exists, and it's our fault as electorate for not properly vetting the information that we intake. Totally fine. I agree with you, granted. Um, but now here's the problem with mm-hmm. the next step. In this current situation, we have the, the Russians who are the ones who perpetrated it mm-hmm. and then have now managed to find a way literally into the Oval Office. and. Outside of the, the In, our, our actual overseeing our intelligence agencies, outside of our media, mm-hmm. right? With only the Russian media were allowed in the Oval Office. They, we don't well, for know. that meeting, I mean, there have been plenty of other meetings with other media of course, people. That's not what I mean, saying. Well, I he mean, knows that. he knows there's other me- more meetings at the way. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is there, you know, this is a meeting with these people. Then there's a meeting with these people. I don't see that it's as because, being. Because listen, they just, they just here, hacked into our, quote unquote, you know. Here's Metal the way I would say it, that. Hold on, can I make an analogy? Please, for a yeah. Do, do, so go the way I see it me. is that what Russia has been doing is is, and I can kind of compare it to like terraforming. So like, Putin really realizes that he can't win militarily. He's realized this for 15 years. So what they've realized is that they, what they can do is create other Im, uh, nations in their image, or at least push them towards that way by this punching has them. Always been Russia. Okay, that doesn't. <laughs> what does that matter? That's not what I'm saying. And it hasn't really. It's been Soviet style. And even then, fuck yeah. I mean, I mean, they were more militaristic. But before, what does that have to do with it? That's not my point. No. My point is that this terraforming has finally reached the Oval Office. Is what he's saying. It's finally actually achieved their goal, honestly. And it hasn't really won up until it's won to an extent. But this is the biggest they've ever come. It's their high water mark. Whether it's their peak and they're receding, which I think actually is happening. Uh, but or whether it, it's a sign of something new, an ascension of Putin's world, it's, it's a crazy terraforming attack, I would say. It's creating the U.S. as a more authoritarian style, whatever. Or at the very least, less, less powerful as a democracy, regardless. And just the, the, leader, the, the leadership that we had in place I think it's is both. less powerful Absolutely. now it's because yes of this. And, yes. and, and, and to the degree that—and I guess that's kind of what I was trying to say before as well— um, <clears throat> let's just say, again, we, we'll go back to all this media stuff, right? We now question everything that we see. We now question everything that's true. So, well, you guys now, I always have. Fine. <laughs> Welcome to my world, bitches. Fine. But, but let's just say all of a sudden the, the new piece of information comes out, right? A, mm-hmm. a new um, sheet of, you know, the, the, the actual definitive proof mm-hmm. that Trump um, colluded with Russia, the P-tape, all that shit, right? We, we get the documented evidence that there. Mm-hmm. How are we able to determine whether or not that's true? Or a piece that the Russians leaked into our media, because I wouldn't put it past them from doing that, literally, because it's it still achieves their goal. That's the I think that's a great upheaval. point. It, like it doesn't even matter once that's in there. So th- the Russians would do that because our that's their whole what right. that's what say, Russia is. Hold on, doesn't have any that's, power. That's what Russia did, and, and Putin succeeded completely. And that 
basically facts don't matter in Russia. So even if Putin does something crazy, like kill 15, 20 journalists, he can just say it if they died of a heart attack and that's it because facts don't matter anymore. Truth is, is nothing. It's just, you believe this, I believe this. So, you know, what, who's to say? That's kind of happening here. I think that's the fear is that a lot of the American general apathy and hatred of Congress and our government, which is honestly pretty legitimate, is being channeled towards that second layer of checking out an apathy and that there are no facts anymore and no truth anymore. And we are now weak militarily because of it. We are vulnerable as a country because of this. I that's think the there's, danger. That's, that, that's a legitimate argument, national security argument, I think, is, it is good. It scares the fuck out of me. And we've lost fucking allies now because Trump that's doesn't the, know how to fucking handle himself. That's the real argument, is, is, is the intelligence and so this from the is, allies. This Sorry, is what I, no, you're, you're <laughs> actually bringing me right to what I wanted to talk about today, guys. The, the Just the, the general overwhelming obsession with all of this media bullshit that we have recently. Ever since Trump has been elected, we've been in this extremely hyperbolic, more separated, more divided than we've ever been in my lifetime, certainly in a long time, probably previous to that. But we have started to look at all of these things as almost religions. You know, everything has become a left and a right. And if uh -huh. you are not subscribed to one or the other, you you are the enemy. And whatever you say does not matter. You get shut down. I mean, it, uh, I don't know if you guys are following. That sounds just as hyperbolic, though, too. I, I don't know. I guess. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, obviously, that that is the the media push. And that is kind of my point. In these hyperbolic, very sensitive times when everyone is trading on pure emotion, it is emotion and it is outrage that is going to get people to click the most. It is outrage that is going to get people to engage the most. And right now we are in a period of a weird news cycle where normally in an election cycle, the news media would not be getting anywhere near the attention or ad revenue that they are in this period right now. And it is in the media's best interest to keep us outraged and to keep us hyperbolic and screaming at each other because that keeps us coming back to this little feeder pellet of this, this concept of this outrage is uh, my power against you. This so is something that kind of... Uh, uh, struck me. I I can't remember how long ago it was, but I believe it was Kelly that was. Uh, we were my Kelly. Yeah, your Kelly. Not my Kelly. She's mm -hmm. her old Kelly. Wow. Uh, Ownership Kelly, on All fucking. All right, take it easy. On, on uh, what is it? Uh, Wonder Woman weekend. You're gonna fucking take ownership of Kelly. Um. Anyways. You're fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were talking about crying during movies and I was talking about, you know, I did mention, you know, I'm, I'm apt to cry at a Pixar movie occasionally. I'm not stone hearted, but uh, she asked the question, don't you ever just put on a movie because you want to cry? And that is something that had absolutely never occurred to me. And when I started thinking about that, it started making a lot of sense for the current climate that we're in. I think people want to feel outrage right now. I think they want to be putting themselves in that position, that position of becoming a victim, because that gives them higher status. Once I am a victim, I am now invulnerable. You can no longer, you know, have any sort of uh, upper hand because I am the one that is the underdog and so you are oppressing you're, me. What you're saying is Chris right? It's, I think it's called collective Martianism. Ma I forget what the fucking term is. Anyway, Godside. I talked about Godside earlier. He does a whole thesis on what you're saying and he's basically agreed. Godside? God's Godside. 
Gotcha. I thought I mentioned him earlier. He's he's a he's you know a, I don't remember. Names. Sorry, he's on a lot of podcasts. He's right kind of this like uh, Canadian right wing. He's not even right wing. He's kind of just like this free speech kind of advocate. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying what you're saying is that now we have this collective thing of wanting to be a victim, and then, mm-hmm. and that's how we kind of gain status in there. Now, and I I think me it's a yes and to you. I agree that that is in existence, and mm-hmm. there is somewhat an elevated level. Sure, um, but I think the problem here is that the media has always been sensational. Mm-hmm. We have this. Literally always since, you know, yellow journalism. That is but its bread and butter. It's That's totally. how it makes money. Combined with the 24-hour news cycle, mm-hmm. combined with the internet, combined with your actual, what you just said about victimization and collective, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And that and that all equals, you're right. At, and plus, obviously, you add the biggest Trump into yeah, all of it. It's a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. And th- my point is this, though. Yes, it seems and it appears from because of all the media that everything is hysterical. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem that is, it, it there is some level of stuff that isn't normal going on, and that we are we should be a little upset and and more upset and angry and sensational than oh. usual. But I think it's just simply everyone because the media is always a little bit above the mm-hmm. general level of the populace. We simply say it's fake news, it's all bullshit because now all the media is going crazy, and and, the, and then must be the left going crazy. Well, the truth is the left is getting hype, but that is still a level below the sensational media. And I think, honestly, it's legitimate because of fucking Donald Trump but and everything else that's been going on. But yeah. I think if, okay, I, don't, I if, think the media is kind of like masking the actual normal, I think, legitimate level of hysteria. Oh, totally. If we were doing this show five, ten years ago, I would be making the exact opposite decree. I would be bitching about how no one gives a fuck about politics, which is why I bought politinkering.com like ten years ago, because I there was, you know, before this last six-month period, people were very, very detached from politics, and a lot of this shenaniganery was going on already, and no one gave a fuck. Yeah. Now, to me, it's just that switch has flipped, and every Everything is just so hyperbolic <laughs> that my fear, my true fear, is that once we do get rid of Trump, and that's going to happen, I have really no doubts about that. No, one way or the other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Once we are done with Trump, I I fear that everyone is going to just go, go right back to that. That you I know, thought about that. I thought about that, but I don't think even so. I, I doubt it because of the lasting impression of the internet and well, and and the. <laughs> Real quick, though, the alternative is that we live in this constant state of uh, agitation that we have been in for the last six months. You know, if you go on your Facebook feed, you are bound to run into something that is going to piss you off or incite you. That seems like every day, though, Well, that that has been ramping up for the last year. Yeah, but the years of Obama would no different for me there. I mean, I'm going to get pissed off at something. It's just just the stuff we get pissed off now seems to be more serious than the stuff we get pissed off. Even O'Brien shared this post, I think it was like maybe yesterday, where you were like, you know, shout out to earlier times where you were bitching oh, about yeah. something. The, the Goonies thing, yeah. You were bitching yeah. like the cover of the Goonies and you were like, wow, how nice it was that we got to complain on Facebook about those kind of things. I, that wasn't, sure. I, and I guess yes. my point is, that's, <laughs> yes, why, <it> <laughs> that's why this stuff is now so serious and we're getting so crazy on the left is that, yeah, it's gone from bitching about the Goonies to bitching about obstruction of justice. Well, that's one it's crazy too that everyone is talking about that stuff, but I do think that this lasting informational stuff—it's almost like the way Watergate kind of changed the generation, where now they're all—they all kind of were more involved in politics and were more educated. I think this is going to be even more extreme. And There's going to be a slide back whenever you're right when Trump leaves, like a, just a regression in general 
But no, real quick to your point, yeah. there there was like an entire generation after Nixon that literally never trusted anything the government did. I agree. And I think that's the danger here is that we could go either way, right? You could go that Trump direction of saying, fuck, the, everyone's bullshit, fuck this, I'm checking out completely. Mm -hmm. Or you could go the other direction being like, I'm agitated on everything and go hanging on every word. Totally. So uh, There's got to be a happy medium, hopefully. So I think that when, go ahead. when Trump leaves, there will be an, an appropriate slide back. Mm. Um, and but they still be somewhat engaged at at least more than it was before. Okay, no, I'm, not I, I'm not mocking you. I'm I'm starting to laugh because I'm thinking about our pendulum. So I'm thinking that you know this is possibly that left push of the pendulum that we missed during no. Ob the Obama years that could be no. you know possibly recentering. No, us. it's not. It's, no, no, it's not. It's so a couple things and all of which I've forgotten. <laughs> the second I started talking, Sorry, that's, too that's, many fucking. That's how it always happens. Too many but, fucking things just yep. happened. Um, okay, so oh fuck. First things first, we'll just start with this sort of like polarization that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not that that's always been there, that that hasn't been there. I think a lot of that actually does sort of come from sort of the Fox News um, viciousness that's been perpetuated and hasn't really been able to subside. And I don't see the right caring as much about truth in that capacity. From the entirety of Obama's tenure, that's kind of the way it's been. And there's so much anger that's still built up there that that just festered and kind of evolved and and came out in Trump ultimately mm -hmm. and you know from everybody who thought Obama was just going to take their guns from everybody who thought Obama was from Kenya you know yeah. or not from you know what I'm saying yeah no yeah, um, it was hyperbolic on their side too certainly well and that's that's kind of my point here you're talking about the hyperbolic like the it's different so okay there's a difference between hyperbolicizing um, emotion and hyperbolicizing. Uh, the truth of things, because right now, as if we really do care about what's true, right? Those questions aren't being answered by the people who are being asked of the truth. So you're talking about like the left wing being all crazy and kind of all charged. I don't think it's that they're crazy and charged because they're being told something that's not true. They're being crazy and charged because the left wing media, as you guys might call it, or CNN for that matter, or you know whatever, Washington Post, all those people, those people are asking questions from the Trump administration, and they're not getting fucking straight answers. They're either getting flat out lies or they're getting obfuscations. I mean, case in point, the, the uh, very simply put, like, does Trump? Why did Trump fire Comey? We've gotten a million different answers for that fucking or question, Flynn. right? Or Flynn, etc. Um, will Trump support Article Five of NATO? We we really kind of don't know. We can ask that questions. We're not those questions. We're not really five? sure. Yeah, you're the guy. Oh, if if one of the NATO members gets attacked, we go to. to okay. Does Trump believe in climate change? Right. Uh, we we're not getting straight answers with these things. So that's what happens when. So the reason that people get charged and hyper uh, hyperbolic about things doesn't have to do with the fact that they're being told that they're being told things from the media that are not true mm. as far as in the Fox news situation, right? They're being they're, they're The questions about truth are not being answered honestly by the people in power. And that's frustrating. And then you couple with that, the fact that it is Trump and then it's the whole administration basically stands for stands against everything. The kind of general left stands for I also think, altogether. I got to say not, not to be rude here, but I think all of our perspectives are very skewed because I think there's something to be said that there was this maybe agitation level going on. We just, didn't live in those states. I got to be honest. Like we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. We live in California. I've only lived in Pennsylvania and Maryland, which are all blue states. My point is, I never lived bubble. in Kansas during Obama years. I never lived in, you know, in the middle of West Texas in Obama years. I bet if we did, we would probably see some sort of similar level of 
hysteria, honestly, on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, it's yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, I, it is a, I think, it's a different kind, no, for sure. It's the, the reason it's different is because what what most of that argument was is that all government is bullshit. None, no, all government is bullshit. None <laughs> of it matters. Wrong. Yes, it is wrong. <laughs> well, that because comes this from the current situation of government. Like really is bullshit. Like our our history of government has worked pretty well for us in the past, and then we have this big shakeup, which I guess gets me to the earliest point that I was trying to make to in response to the sort of apathy thing that you were worried about. Um, I, I think it's possible. I think what'll ultimately probably come out of it is um, once once Trump goes, just real quick, yeah, yeah. I'm not as much worried about apathy as I guess I am burnout. So I I feel like that's you, that's going to happen no matter what. But I mean, people care. I think is the point. So people care. I don't think nobody will not care. Okay. Wait, what's the word? I, the, I, I don't think everybody will not care. I think a large <laughs> portion of people will simply just kind of go back to living their lives. But the people who care about politics will care will continue to care about politics. Now, to be honest, the whole everybody does, the, so. the, the burnout thing to me is one thing. It's voting. Like I don't care if they've stopped following the news completely, as long as they fucking vote every year. That's I'm cool. That's really the that one way Sean's we participate. Point, though, but yeah, why, that's what I'm saying. I don't why think. Why is? But I, again, I don't mind. I know. I I think I it's better to have an informed want, voter. Exactly. But at least, but at least they're making a choice and being and participating. Where I can oh, assume they're going to. If you don't care, gonna, I don't want you to th- vote. I, was, I don't think okay. everyone voting is a priority. That's the point I was just about to make. It's sure. there's going to be, be because of this current situation, like we've all talked about, the one silver lining on this is the fact that there's going to be a fucking big mess for us to clean up as far as what do we actually believe as a country? What do we stand behind? And we're going to have to have those discussions in a much more kind of, you know, calm way than we're currently having them right now. Without and that will happen. That will go down. We're going to wonder whether or not we should join back up with the Paris Accord. We're going to wonder whether or not it's a good, you know, how, what's the best way to kind of reform prisons. We're going to wonder whether or not, you know, go, list and all the fucking crazy shit that Trump has done, right? Those questions are going to actually have to ha- happen sort of in the open now because previously they'd only happened with wonks, with kind of policy wonks in the Obama administration, Bush administration throughout in government. People weren't care. It wasn't, they feel, they, they didn't really have a voice because it didn't matter to them as much. It wasn't that big of a deal because it's sort of been the same. But after this, there will be a period of time where people are going to have to sort of be engaged a little bit. A lot of people, I think, will check out, but those who care will will state what they actually feel, and then the discussion will be had. Yeah, I mean, you brought up one thing I really do want to address, though. I don't, um, when it comes to, like, the, the Paris Agreement and the, the climate talks, I, I am very skeptical that the left wing can sit down and have an actual conversation about climate change. Um, it, the, that is the, the biggest place where I see this uh, sort of religiosity and hyperbolic mentality about the uh, uh, something that is very uh, unproven, something that is very sort of um, a, a very large concept that we have attributed some very specific things to. And unfortunately, we are kind of in this place where to even have a conversation about science is shouted down. And you are constantly met with the retort that the science is in, everything has been solved, and we know what is going on when 
climate modeling is something that even the UN admits is not possible to have an accurate climate model to predict long-term future climate trends is not possible with the technology and the information we have right now. And the vast majority of the predictions that have been made have not been brought to fruition. We have spent the last 15 years in what they have called the, uh, what is it, the, the lull or the, sh- uh, the, the, the plateau or something like that, where we haven't experienced any noticeable increase in, cli- in temperatures okay. globally. I, I hate to cut you off. Yeah, no, let me just, I was just going to keep going until I you knew did. You were. Let, me just, <laughs> let me just start. Okay. When we had this discussion the last time, mm-hmm. I, I was under the impression that you don't deny the fact that climate change is happening and it's man-made. You just don't agree with the way that we can go about solving it. And we, we need to sit down and actually have a discussion about that. But, but well, if we can't begin with the fact that it is happening, or we can all agree that, that the CO2 emissions in the, in the atmosphere are what's causing the global temperature to rise, mm-hmm. we can't move forward. And that's the thing that is the problem. That is what the liberals will just shout you well, down I'm, on. I'm simply asking you that. Right, right. Is that not the case? That, that is you, not the case. No, you, that you is... You don't believe that excess carbon dioxide in the air is what... I, I don't believe that is proven. I believe the hockey stick has been disproven. I believe that the the long-term climate trends do not correlate to the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. There have been periods of warming and cooling over the last 2,000 years, and we are still coming out of an ice age. There are correlations, but it is not direct causation. And when we talk about the fact that 97% of climate scientists agree, that is is a manipulated number. When you break down the studies that actually make that uh, 97% come through, really what the studies are saying is that actually 2% of those studies indicate that climate change is man-made. The other remaining portion of those studies that bring up the 97% either admit that climate changes, which is something that happens and has a subtle or has some impact from man, man, uh, anthropogenic or whatever. And then the rest of those studies, the person that put together that study is inferring, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. that though that there is a man-made element implied in the studies that don't directly say it. So we are jumping on a, a, a statistic that is, sounds good for the media and is beneficial to those people that are spouting it, but it may not actually be true. And we do need to address that. Now, the fact that the climate changes, that is something that does happen. And we do have to address that. As humans, we have to be prepared for that and understand that's going to happen. If you look around the world, there are tons of cities that have been sunk. There are tons of cities that are underwater right now because we as humans put them in places that we probably shouldn't have, or we just didn't know enough to know that the climate there would change. I mean, if you look at Venice, that's been sinking for, you know, a thousand years. So the idea that we can somehow control the entire climate somehow that we can keep this being at the 72 degrees air conditioning that we want all of the time seems a little bit narcissistic to me. I realize that we certainly want to control things. We want to try and make sure that we are doing things in a clean and uh, sort of responsible way. But the idea that we are beholden to a technology and inferences that we are not completely decided upon is 
is a poor way to to govern. Why do you uh, see? That's the thing I just don't understand because mm-hmm. the things that you've said. It's it's simply not what I hear from scientists, not from the left. It's what I hear every time I hear literally a scientist speak. That's the point I don't understand. So, like, I we we had this discussion as far as the the ninety seven percent model being uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was it um, a misleading number? I think you were saying we mm-hmm. had we had that at some point. We, we right. had a discussion about that. Which let's start there. Okay, why explain to me why that is not the right number? Well, it is just a misleading number. Um, so I was watching uh, something from Prager University, and the the example the guy uses or the metaphor the guy used is um, if you were to go to someone and you were to try to, be, to convince them that vaccines were good, or I'm sorry, that vaccines were bad. Mm-hmm. So you were to go to them and you were to say 97% of all doctors agree that there are side effects from that the side effects are real from this vaccine. Mm-hmm. That is a true statement. There are side effects of a vaccine. The part that is left out there is the downside of or the upside of those side effects. So those side effects are minimal. People do get sick. People do die from vaccines, but it is a, such a small proportion in comparison to the por- proportion of people that will be benefited from the vaccines. So the idea here is that those 97% of scientists are, are a misrepresentation of what it actually means. The implication is that we're saying that 97% of scientists agree that global warming is happening and man-made CO2 is causing it. And that is not what the majority of studies are saying. The majority of studies are just saying that, yes, the climate is warming right now. We are seeing a warming trend. There are many reasons that that can be happening. Some 2% of those point to CO2 and point to man-made climate change. About 40% more point to that as being something that is a man contribution to, but not the only reason or a CO2 contribution to, but not the only reason. I I, I know, I know. And when we, when we looked at that graph, you showed me that graph, like Mm -hmm. we we shared that, like there was a large, I feel it was like the big, like the 40% was like red, like definitely yes, fucking, you know, 100% it's caused by man. And it's, and that's Uh, the 40%. No, no, that, that the 40% is there is definitely a, a human influence on things. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, yeah. no, but that's not caused, and that's where that jump comes in. That's where the hyperbole a comes in. A human influence? Yes. But no, no, but the, the, the yellow part was the part that had the, no, the, the two, extra like, little part. 2% is the ones that actually say that CO2 from man-made things are actually causing climate change. What about methane? I, see, right? I, and I that's, just wish well, that's the a... thing. That's the thing. It's not just CO2. There are tons of greenhouse gases. Okay. There I, are, know, I understand. This is yeah, the, we know. We know. We know. We did. No, no, we I'm not trying to be but uh, I think one, it, it's it, they talked about the greenhouse greenhouse effect. I would say mm-hmm. it does cover all of that, all the different gases. For instance, you could say cows farting is a lot of methane and blah blah blah. And we, we contribute to a lot of cows being made whatever since the industrial revolution. Blah blah blah. I think my I try to get us back on the real reality here is is the Paris Accords. <sighs> sorry, because we just had this climate change discussion mm-hmm. already. So we should probably th- talk about whether you think it's it, it was a good move by Trump to withdraw. Well, yeah. And so that's, that's the whole thing about the Paris Accords is we, since we can't have this conversation without people screaming, it is difficult to have this, you know, to actually discuss what is going on. The problem with the Paris Accord, first off, I mean, if you want to go uh, all conspiracy zone, if you want to go down the Alex Jones route to, and everything. Come on, that, that was our conspiracy corner drop. That's the first time we've ever played that, right? Yeah. And it was actually the wrong one. <laughs> 
Is it a different one? <laughs> it's supposed to be Conspiracy Corner, and that was the original Conspiracy uh, okay. Zone. I fucked up. You didn't reload the, uh, the MP3. Okay. Yeah, That's sorry. Okay. Um, but anyways, if you want to go the Alex Jones route, um, the the uh, the Paris Accord or previously the Kyoto Protocols are a a a backdoor into a one a world government. So the idea here is this was going to be one of the first sort of packs that started to become a global tax. So through the idea of CO2 taxing, the idea of you know creating those cap and trade systems, it would be something that could start to to uh, fund a world government. So that's what they were really screaming about, mainly over on the right. So, but. Oh, okay, I just wanted to top off. I also yeah. I also saw this tweet from Al Jazeera, basically, which is kind of creepy. Al Jazeera English said the same thing, and they deleted the tweet. It was the picture of the uh, the the Jew with the huge nose, like the propaganda picture of World War II, <laughs> basically saying like, "Yeah, thank God for the Paris Accord, so we can take over like the world," kind of thing. Yeah, it was like basically the same thing, but but Jews are in control. Yeah, but it was pretty crazy. That was in Al Jazeera English, just like on their Twitter. What? Anywho, my my point is. I wanted to kind of also talk about what the right is saying because I listened to Ben Shapiro, who's a very big conservative yeah. podcast thinker, whatever the fuck. And he was basically saying, similar to what you're saying, but actually a little bit different. He was basically saying he does probably think that the man, it is somewhat man-made or at least contributed by man. Yeah. The question is then, what do we do? Just like any virus, we affect our host. That is- sure. Okay. <laughs> My point is he was basically saying, um, yeah, what, what do we do? And, and he was probably going through the, the arguments of the Paris Accord, basically saying, does this help? Does this not help? Does this help? Does this not help? Mm-hmm. Which I think is legitimate. Um, and I think w- when we keep t- talking about specifically about the Paris Accord, the idea that it's non-binding is very big deal. That is uh, huge. But I think what's weird is that, honestly, and I don't go th- this far, I think the left is very upset about the symbolism of it. And I do understand that. The symbolism of, whatever, America Losing taking a vaccine. Yeah. I think that's legit. I do. I, I wouldn't go crazy over symbolism. And that's the problem, yeah. But I do understand that that's a, a mistake on the part of Donald Trump. I do see that. But, I mean, if you watch the actual speech of Trump talking about dropping out of the Paris Accord, I and actually, you didn't even have to watch that. Actually, most of the news coverage I saw did include it, which was kind of unexpected. But he goes on to say that he wants to try and get back into it. He wants to renegotiate. He wants to be bipartisan and bring Democrats in. He did kind of flippantly say, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So, you know, that's kind of another thing. But and also the European countries said it's impossible to renegotiate. So that's- It's not so much the renegotiation. And the even- problem is that it's, you guys, what you listen to the Daily, that one part that they were talking about as far as- I the- up too bored. Jesus <laughs> pretty fucking, fucking Christ. Dry, man. Of course it's dry. <laughs> it's science. All right. Um, doesn't have to be dry. The, the- no. <sighs> anyway. It's like turkey. The-, the- They got to baste it. Um- the, Par- the way the Paris Agreement We're works, the way the Paris Agreement works is that everybody just says what they can do. They, it, yeah. there, there's nothing really, mm-hmm. you know, strict. There's nothing yeah. binding in a sense. Right. It's just an agreement that we all agree. Climate change is happening. It's man-made. We need to sort of, you know, move forward as a global country, as a global community, mm-hmm. and figure out how to solve this problem. Right. So yes, there's uh, there's a bunch of different you know problems, et cetera. But basically, there's nothing to renegotiate in order to re-enter. Period. It, it it there's nothing binding. We we the negotiations took two years, and in the end, basically, we, there's nothing Everyone for us to up. say. Well, no, no, no. They gave up the first time, which was in like Brussels or whatever. But the second time was in 
Well, no, right? I mean, they you know, gave the up in one. the sense that, okay, everyone can join and you just tell us what you want to do about exactly. it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So there's nothing, so we don't have to, there's literally nothing for us to renegotiate in order to do it. Trump is, Trump well, no, is describing exactly what the Paris Accord well, is. No, but the renegotiation does need to happen because we have already entered that agreement saying that we are going to be doing all of these things. That's true. We have already committed to that. So if we are going to hold up Wait, our end of the bargain. Say, you're right, by right, the way. Well, you uh, just change it then. No, oh, we can't. We've, we've agreed to that. And that's why we need to pull out no, no. As far as I understand, no, you do not have to pull out to renegotiate. You can just renegotiate because it's, it's not your own. Yeah, you can just it's do whatever, whatever you, want. you want. You just lower it. So it's nothing to renegotiate. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. What's really, yeah. It's not like you go. There's out a really great tidbit that. here. I think I don't yeah, know if you guys know this one, but that that basically one you can't really pull out for the next three years. Mm -hmm. Like legally, you can't do it until yeah. 2019, <laughs> and even then, it takes a whole year. So then, no one can do it until 2020. So it's, do you know what day it is? It's the it's day like November the like ninth or no, something. No, it's the day. Day after the 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah, which, okay. That's crazy, but- uh, At least November 4th, I think, but- Okay, but I'm just saying that's- uh, well, well, that's what's perfect. crazy. That's the funny part about it is that the, whoever the next president is, if it's not Trump, can theoretically stop it right then and there that day. But wouldn't, <laughs> would it be douchier to have just been- oh, I don't think it's possible, actually. Sorry, go ahead. Would it just have been a, we'll big, a bigger dick move to just continue on with it and just not honor any of our agreements? I mean, isn't it better that we say, no, we're not going to do this? No. I mean, we agreed to give them three, uh, was it $3 billion and we've only given them one and we stopped sending them checks, essentially. Right. And so, you know, we could have just kept down that. We could have just never said anything about the Paris Accord. No, no, the, the $3 billion thing is very different. It's, well, the that's $3 billion not, is the fund to help all of the lower countries be right. able to do what is in the Paris Accord. Exactly. And exactly. that is essentially, you know, a big part of what they negotiated kind of without us. The other really big portion that the the right has a problem with, um, I, and I have a huge problem with, is that this is basically an international treaty that is not uh, not approved by Congress. And that is the reason that they actually made it such an open treaty mm -hmm. is because Barack mm -hmm. would be able to get it through. He'd be able to just sign his name on mm -hmm. it without having to get congressional approval for what is essentially a world tax, which, you know, to me, that is essentially the beginnings of a treaty. The whole idea of this is that it's going to keep growing and keep expanding. This is the fucking slippery slope. I, I mean, know. this does is there, the wedge in the door. Does it really like, count as an international treaty? It doesn't right now, and that's the thing. Okay. It doesn't because it doesn't it's, seem to me like it one. doesn't Just because my it, no, it's non-binding. That right. is the whole thing. Oh, okay. Right. We don't it, have to it, do because they originally so. tried to go binding, but they realized that they wouldn't be able to push it through Congress. Through Congress. Okay. So I they you. went through non-binding. Oh, so that, in many other other countries, it's oh, yeah, it's that's, the same thing. But exactly. that's why it went totally. through, and that's that's in in that is the the really big portion here that I think is uh, also needs to be renegotiated. We need to make sure that the people are on board if we're going to enter into this giant internet national agreement. So if Either. we're in a I'm sorry. I don't fully disagree <laughs> with you. I really don't. I, but, yeah, but I however, those are too. because it is non-binding and we do want to have a pro you know, if people do have a problem with it, we can sort of Oh no, this is a big show for change. Trump. This is just him, you know, cashing in on his uh his campaign promises yeah, no, that he can sure. do. Um this is, you know, him trying to save as much face with the right wing as he can. Um But I guess but, that's kind of my point because it is so symbolic. That's that's kind of what I think symbolic about it. Like every correct. single corner him him dis withdrawing from it the, the existence of it in general is symbolic. Exactly. So, I, and I totally agree. And I think that that's the, that might be the problem that I have, which I guess you're saying is coming from the left, but, but I, you know, it's again, man, it's, we, Oh no. See, and that's the, like, 
there is a a vast or a a far right wing. There is a far left wing. They those far wings are all douchebags. That is the problem with the country. That those far wings, those douchebags, are the loudest voices that we hear right now because of the media bias towards those. Uh, okay. Because it's easy to create hyper or the, to create outrage. The amount of the but I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. The the climate information that everything that I've heard isn't mm. from like a fucking media source or from a thing. I've just, I've heard it from scientists. Look at NASA. I, I, we, I literally had it on my phone and oh. that's, NASA is saying what I've been saying. Right. I don't know how so, else to. I mean, we, you know, we, we talk about the, the melting ice caps, but everyone talks about the Arctic ice cap, but the Antarctic ice cap is growing. We are actually net no, gaining. We are, according to NASA. According to NASA, it's not. <laughs> I, I, Okay. Well, I know. I don't know what we're supposed to do, and I guess that's, yeah. that's what's so frustrating about it. Because every time we have this discussion, mm-hmm. you're saying it's not real, but the majority. But I don't know what to say because you're saying these the figures essentially, right? That every is against of more or less everything that I've heard refuted exactly. by just scientists. And so if it's if it is such a kind of global thing that more or less everybody knows, and what you're saying is just that it's not settled science necessarily speaking, which is which I'm totally comfortable well, see. The the big correlation I see here is this is akin to abortion. This is something that we can never prove and we can always argue about and we can always use to perpetuate these debates and this idea of politics and this idea of needing to funnel money into certain channels. It, so, it's not morals though, man. It's it's the the claim is that the excess CO two in the atmosphere mm-hmm. causes global temperatures to rise. Mankind is the worst is the the biggest emissions culprit of CO2 and, and all the other uh, what's it, greenhouse gases that we were talking about, mm-hmm. right? That is a correlation. There, there is, or that is causation, I guess is my that, point. That is and not, is, yeah. That, how is that, that not causation? If there, mankind is the biggest emitter of CO2 mm-hmm. and other greenhouse gases, and yeah. that is the cause of global temperatures rising, mm-hmm. how is that not causation? Over the last two decades, we have emitted 25% of the carbon that we have as our entire species has been on this planet. That's the, a fuckload. Yes, that is. And over the last two decades, we have not seen an increase in global climate change. We have seen this 15-year lull that they keep writing off, but that has actually been attributed to uh, mismanaged NOAA uh, uh, calculations based on the amount of water and the temperature that was coming through their engines. So they saw this anomaly and arbitrarily decided to correct that anomaly so it lined up more so. But if you actually look back at the data, the studies that are see- that I have been seeing are saying that over the last 15 years, we have not seen any of this predictions happening. Okay. By this point in time, according to Al Gore, we were supposed to have lost Florida. No, that's not true. true. The the Florida coast was... That's not true. Not by 2015. That's not what he was saying. By 2013 was the... the... No. Okay. I mean, we can can look that (laughs) up. Okay. Let me me just kind of follow you here. Let me me follow you down the rabbit hole a little bit. So (laughs) let's assume that 97% of these scientists, whatever you want to call that number, misleading as it is, are all incorrect. Right? It's we're, not, we're, no, 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 it's just or, that it's misleading. Or they're mis- it's it's okay. not that it's, it's incorrect. It's that it's not a complete picture. Sure. Okay. It's so that we are so putting guess, all of this resource fine. to trying to fix one I'll, thing that we're not completely f- uh, aware I understand. of how to go about. I understand what you're saying. Okay. Or settle My on point opinion. is yeah. this is okay, so you're kind of saying who is to benefit for this global warming scam? 
in quotes. Well, for the-, the well, And I would buy that, that line of thinking because I always think follow the money is a good certainly. way to go. So if I follow down that path, mm-hmm. who are the people who are benefiting the most? So the people that benefit the most are first off the politicians, secondly, the media, and thirdly, the uh, charitable organizations. Well, not, the, not all politicians. And the left-wing politicians aren't going to- well, no, they both benefit from this debate. So they both benefit- Oh, I see what you're- I'm sorry, I, I, I mistake. Uh, so wait, my point is, I guess, what, would, even if there was this, it seems very far-fetched to the global conspiracy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, sure, I'm not sure if you believe that or not. Do you? I'm just kind of curious. Um, well, to me, it's not, it, it's a matter of convenience. It's a matter of uh, everyone acting in their own best interest. Mm-hmm. For these parties, they do see this being as, you know, they see the temperatures rising. They do see the, the earth changing and they are alarmist about it. They are predicting catastrophes that are, are not necessarily okay. the going so to be for, let uh, me, come through. I, I kind of, let me kind of put into perspective of like, maybe, okay, we, so we have a coal power plant versus is a hydroelectric power plant. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 theoretically, they're, they have both owners who are, you know, they're both each respective owner is just as uh, greedy and sure. selfish as, yeah. the, as the other totally. one. Um, I guess my point is, all things being equal, if you believe that they're all greedy as hell, mm-hmm. they're all doing the creepy things to get themselves the money and the whatever, why wouldn't we go for the one that is, one, cleaner and literally renewable? That's be- what I might. So be- even, if, even if I grant you all the nefarious things mm-hmm. about them, it still seems that their product is cleaner and more renewable. Oh, certainly. It's just a fuckload more expensive right now. But that's another thing I think is also, again, I'm not sure you know this, but the solar solar cost has gone down exponentially in the past couple of years. So now that it's cheaper than ever before. Right. And most of that and is also now, subsidization. subsidization. But hold on. But the technology you're, you're assuming will never get better. No, no. I'm completely assuming the opposite. And that is the problem. It is right now. But then won't everything become more expensive for the renewables as the technology gets no, better? No, because as technology increases, technology in very gets cheaper. So as That's we- what I'm saying about the, the, the renewables will get cheaper. Right, right. And we, we are investing in them, but we right now to, to use the government funding to just pay for inefficient solar Wait, panels- saying we are investing in them is not quite correct though, because if, if our current government had their way, they would- de-invest from all of these sources and invest in coal. Well, no, I mean, there's aspects of the, I mean, you know, obviously the Republicans don't want to uh, spend money on some, on some of these things and the liberals want to spend more money on some of these things. But the government as a whole is, we are currently giving subsidies to these companies that are in green tech. I see. The, the I, I, Republicans and you disagree with that, that idea of giving subsidies? No, no, I, I disagree with the way that we do it. I disagree with giving away money for inefficient solar panels. I would much rather see that money go to the development of efficiency, efficiency. I would much rather see that that money being spent on actually doing something that we can we can utilize rather than something that we can pretend is fixing the world. It's like the Prius problem. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that if you are to uh, so do people utilize solar power? P- yeah, solar power is currently four percent of the United States uh, uh, electrical grid. It is 04 percent of the world. Grid. Okay, I, I think is- that's more of an issue of we should do more. That's all I would say to that. No, it, well, it's an issue of first off, we we don't take into account the added expense and the added harm to the environment. Also, four percent's all- not that bad, actually, considering like coal is at twenty seven and going down, natural gas is at twenty nine. I'm saying. All, all I'm saying is, hope there's. Why don't we just get that bump that four percent up so we invest in it so it gets up to ten percent? 
that way. I admit it won't be in use everywhere, but in New Mexico and Arizona, it's definitely going to be the most useful. So my I, point is, why are we not investing and subsidizing it? We should be just subsidizing even more and more and more. We should be subsidizing. It. We, we should be investing in science. Yeah, we should be. I invest- think they are though. N- there's a di- no, by investing in no, the companies no, no, who no, are doing no, research and development. No, no, there are, the investing in a business is not the same as investing in research. Well, that's how giving, no, no, giving money done. to colleges to do research is very, very different than giving money to a business that is going to use that to produce yeah. solar panels that are inefficient, Agreed. but look good on paperwork. Well, I do. I disagree with that. Just by looking at what's been going on recently with Tesla and other companies like that, Tesla is losing money. The only reason they are still afloat is because of the money the government gives them. Uh, also, I heard that's not quite true. I'm not sure where you got that. They lose at least. I think it was four million a year. That yeah, they're but down. That, but they're still afloat as far as their future profits and all these things. There. Be, Either because way, of what the government that's not, because Tesla of what the isn't the end all be all. Hold on. My no, no, point I, is that I, I have much respect for Elon I think Musk. You, I love the man. I think but, you need to understand that. Solar is the future, and it is— Fuck yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm but, saying but it's not one, there now. But but to not invest in it is to say, I I don't care about any other research at and, all. And that's the fucking liberal bullshit that I'm sick of hearing. Why? That is that screaming down of you don't trust science because— I didn't well, say that. Well, I just said we should— invest in the future for technology. And that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm just saying we're investing in the wrong fucking place. Where do we and invest that money, though? What I just said. He, just, he, we just give, in colleges? That's it? We, we, you're saying we don't invest in public colleges? I'm saying we put the money into research, not put the money into product implementation. We okay. live in well, a- let me ask you a question. Well, one, because, one, because, it, you do both. Hang on, slow down. To I, get I, the money for the research, you have to sell the product. I, you're you're we, right. Yeah, yes and no. It's you quick, have a problem pushing saying, that through, though. They're talking about you're talking about government money, right? We're just yeah. talking about government money mm-hmm. on the whole. Um, I think that you're right in the end that it might it might be better served to put money into colleges to research it. However, the unfortunate element about I mean, colleges aren't the only place we can do sure, governmental whatever. Let's, research. Let's just but say yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's just say bipartisan, whatever nonprofit yeah. research in general that aren't just trying to make money, and we don't give you that. Um, research takes a long fucking time, and that money might actually be be worse spent because what happens is that it, it, um, if you give it to a company, they are now incentivized to turn a profit and they do kind of research faster. They work harder and they try mm-hmm. a little bit harder yeah. to m- implement the changes that we're trying to make rather than just coming up with the most perfect solar panel that might take 25 years for us to do rather than kind of incremental changes over the next, you know, 25 years that, that still do more good and you're implementing rather than kind of um, waiting for the the best possible answer. Okay. So that's the the, the opposing arguments we're talking about. I'm certainly not saying that we shouldn't have solar panels. Oh, I, I mean, know. I love the idea that uh, Elon Musk has rolled out the solar panels that are fucking roof shingles. That's brilliant. And they, they apparently they come out- Or roads. Up, have you seen the roads, by the way? The, that yeah, might the, be my favorite fucking implementation I, of the I, solar I've panel. seen a lot of debunking of how uh, not oh, sure, quite efficient mean, that is. Absolutely. But I, but theoretically speaking, if we could make it work- uh, Supposedly the, cities in Netherlands have a few. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! They, I mean, yeah, but they, nobody drives. In the again, this is all novelty <laughs> stuff. This is all stuff that you know makes us feel good because we feel like we're doing something good for the environment. But in the end, it's not actually helping things. Like I was getting back to, I've talked about it many times, but the Prius problem—the idea that people want to drive mm-hmm. a Prius because they want to be seen as someone that is good and helping the environment—but the 
the statistics are by the manufacturing of that Prius, by building it just because it's a car. The emissions and it takes, of the thing exactly, takes just as much. You are way better off buying any old used vehicle, even if it's a damn GMC truck that gets nine or miles to create a gallon. wind turbines. You need to kind of keep running coal in order to have, in order to, you know, power the, the plants that them. manufacture the wind turbines. If you're going to go with solar, you need battery powers. You need to right. mine lithium. You need to mine this, all of the chemicals that go into the solar panel themselves right so there is there it, it is a net neutral right now it is it is just a showboating right but now but over time don't you think it could oh, we yeah, could transition to green the, that's the point for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. oh and but, but i guess that's the i guess that's kind of my point if if it is in our best interest to do all these things mm-hmm. shouldn't we do that and that kind of includes staying in the paris agreement in order to just simply say we should can, we should sort of transfer as a global community to green energy as much as possible. That is certainly a lofty goal or at least a worthwhile statement to make, but I don't think the Paris Agreement is the right way to do that. Okay. First off, like I said, it is a a, a step to a one-world government, which I know is going to be laughed at by most people. Look, no, it's not but, totally unfair. It's not totally unfair. And yes, I'll, it is. I'll go... I'll go so far as to say I don't think that's a bad fucking idea either to have some sort of government in some capacity to have some sort like what what, I mean I don't agree with that but that's okay to have some sort of representation of a you know to have some sort of representative democracy across the globe as far as everybody having a similar voice in our shared space because it is turning into a global thing. I don't see that why that's such a terrible idea. I think that the con- concentration of power is something that we can all agree is a bad thing to is a bad thing to exist. Mm-hmm. And we should put as many checks and balances, as many um as much transparency for that type of organization to happen mm-hmm. as possible and and ensure as a community that it that we that we maintain those checks and balances and that it works that way. Now, you know, sure, maybe just like it fucking could have happened here and maybe did happen here, those, those you know, watertight compartments can fall down and then ultimately we all of a sudden we have a one world order 300 years from now that takes over the entire goddamn planet. Who's to say? I don't know. But, you know, I, I again, I, I don't think it's such a terrible idea to sort of recognize the fact that it is a global community and figure out how to best govern ourselves as a global community. Because I think, I think it is a global community. I think it's a legitimate way to go about it. I think that you're right, Sean, that, that liberal hysteria over this Sean is, Fa. Sean, sorry, Sean <laughs> is, is a little over the limit. But I think people like OB are correct and they're saying that, well, we can really see that this is kind of symbolic, but it's a good start. And I think that's a good attitude towards it. It's just a good way to get the international community saying, yes, we know it's a problem. We're going to try and see what we can do. Whether it's symbolic and it's just shitty agreement, it's at least a step in the right direction, I think, is all. And this is where I am, ext- uh, one of the many reasons I am <laughs> extremely conflicted. My uh, libertarian socialist views are uh, always at odds with each other. And I certainly see both sides of this one world government idea. I see that, you know, uh, having an international Senate, an international place for us to come together and actually decide on things as a planet is extremely possibly beneficial. But I also see how it's been implemented. If we look at Brussels, if we look at Brexit, if we look at the way that they are going about these things, there is no checks and balances on any of this. It is all completely dictated from the top down. And that is 
the anti-Americanism that is inherent in this entire concept what, of the Paris Agreement. What is the top of that that you're talking about from the top down? What is the top in that as far as in the, the EU? It's Brussels. Okay. Uh, in, Brussels and Germany, I guess, yeah, are the yeah. two top like exactly. the top dogs. And then they're, what well, they say Brussels goes. Brussels, yeah. you mean as a city? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's where the headquarters well, is know, for the I know, but the, the, he's saying the power behind it is, is not Brussels. It's, it's France and Germany is what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it's considered I, I was, to be true. I was confused. You're right. Yes. Well, I, I'm I, just trying to clear it up. Not for you guys, for the listener. Anyway, but your <laughs> listeners are fine. My, I would just say one thing about this. You're, you're, I think the idea is right. I think that just the mechanism is in place with the United Nations. And the shame to me is that everyone's just given up shame. on the United Nations. <laughs> and the United Nations maybe could be rebuilt and actually be effective. It could be. And I think that instead of just being like, we need to think about this beautiful way to control or have this, you know, international Senate. Fuck, we already have one. Let's just but, fix it. I mean, you you of all people at this table, at least, should be able to tell us how fucking messy our revolution was, how fucking messy the forming of our constitution was, mm-hmm. how messy it was to bring all of these states together to agree on a constitution and agree on, you know, federalism versus states' rights. They didn't even and, agree until 1965. We and still they still don't agree. Still don't agree. <laughs> but I mean, to, to California wants to leave. And, yeah, but if we, I, I don't, uh, I don't think that it's a bad thing to do that as a as a as a planet. But I do think we need to embrace that as a a true uh, democratic republic would, rather than this sort of uh, authoritarian top down structure that is sort of being forced on that one world government. Well, that in that no, is, I agree. That, that is the linchpin of the problem with the Paris Agreement is that it is trying to establish this entity outside of what is required for normally doing these things. But, but, it, but can it be a step though? I guess is what I'm saying. As, as even, even if it's it is already the first wrong about. step though. So it's, you know, we're starting to build our, our world on authoritarianism and that is a horrible first who is misstep. The head, who is the head of the Paris Agreement? Uh, I can't even say. I don't know. I guess that's kind of my point. That's what I mean. Well, no, and that's the thing. It's so vague right now. All they are is a little bit of platitudes and some promises from some random people. Oh, but you're saying because of the EU. I think he's saying slippery slope that the EU and the UN. Certainly, but this is – the Paris Agreement is set up to be a slippery slope. It is admitted as the first step in making more and more of these changes. Authoritarian might be a bit strong. It might. You're you're right. Only because – I might be hyperbolic now. Only because – if okay, let's just presuppose that it's there is top some, down. If, if which is fine, let's yeah. just start there. So yeah. we're saying top down yeah. as far as there is some entity in charge of everything else, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the current moment, let's just take the UN, right? Mm. The the or the EU, EU rather. Yeah. The top down is is Germany, Germany. and France, yeah. which are democratic countries, and I mean even even more so if it was. Uh, uh, if it was Amer- I mean, before we you know became a fucking authoritarian regime, mm-hmm. if it was <laughs> America in in the driver's seat of that. Again, we embrace democracy. So, so that's the big problem, sure, yeah, the yeah, driver's yeah. seat. When we are forming our United States here, right. if we had said, oh, hey, what's the problem? New York's got it. Don't worry about it, Vermont. New York's got gotcha. you. Washington, D.C. is what we have. But we that, have that. Right, but we, we don't, they don't have that with the, U, with the EU. Totally agree. That's the, fine. And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. If, if the head of these things, the driver's seat that you have a problem with, mm-hmm. if the driver's seat is at its core, at its very heart, what they want to implement is 
democracy worldwide, mm-hmm. then we, we, we by nature can't have an authoritarian regime because it's not authoritarian. Right, right. Think, and I'm not sure that the goal is democracy worldwide. I think this I, speaks, I think it would be, though. I, I think ultimately if those are the countries that are in charge and those are the, that well, government they embrace, Look at the structure of the UN right that. now. There are, there are varying degrees of uh, uh, control and— um, Just systems of government, you mean, it, in the— well, Totally, yeah. I, I mean, every country has a different status in the UN. That is yep. fucked up. That is not a democracy. That yep. is that is not a way to run a a completely open democratic republic. So yeah, and that I, is, oh I'm sorry, go ahead. no, no, I'm sorry. It just that's that's the model that's being followed through. But with the ones all that have, I think, but the ones that have lower right. statuses aren't aren't democracies, though, correct? So, some are, some. Are. But hold on, you, well, you, you make a good point. Be a member of this organization, though, we you know we but then we have to say that democracy is the key of it, and if there's an authoritarian regime that. Then they would be on a lower tier. Well, no. If, if we're, we're going to say, say that, then we're going to have to say you can't join the UN unless you're a democracy. No, but if we're we going to say you can join it. the UN, again, it's a step. It's a step in that direction of like democratization of the globe. It's I a think. Step. Hold on. If, hold if, on. You, if you let a, you know, if you sort I, of, I'm just it, taking you know, the analogy of making it. the US. If we had yeah. taken, you know, some of some of the mm-hmm. states and said, oh, you guys aren't quite full voting members in Congress. You guys are only worth, you know, a third of what our vote is worth. You know, we would have had a different civil war than we did. I mean, that you know, we kind of did. Or they would have changed. Or they would have changed. And we did have that civil or war. Or they would have changed to the system of government that that the, the, the majority wanted, which was democratic. I don't know that democratic republic is... Uh, the best way to go. To well, no, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I, it might be the best way to. I don't know what the best way of governing governing Nobody is. But I, I don't I think that democratic republic is the ultimate um, sort of evolution. I don't think it would automatically devolve into a democracy. No, but if I think anything, we, you're right. Okay. Oh no, I agree. I, I, <laughs> Hold yeah, on, I agree can I get a word in? Jesus Christ! No, shut up! My God, <laughs> sorry. I feel like you were talking. I was yeah. trying to get a word in for like um, twenty minutes. It was very Jesus tough. Christ. You guys just go off. You're such Anyways, a baby. Yeah, fair enough. The point is, somebody listen to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to follow in the model of my president. You I really, I respect my president. I want him. I, I want to be him. He, he's a fucking toddler, and so will I be. Okay. The point is, you're anyway, right. Well, the important thing about the UN. I was gonna let you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Go this goes to my vacuum theory. What I said earlier, ba- and I think the symbolism of the Paris Accords is. I have basic- no idea how to spell vacuum. Mm. Yeah. Fuck right. No, you just- I don't. Come on. V-A-C-U-U-M? Yes. Shut up. You know how to spell it. I got lucky then. (laughs) Yeah. You got lucky spelling vacuum. No, it's because my my computer shamed me for a decade. Really? (laughs) I still can't spell necessary. Oh my God, I'm about to go off on a rant on fucking Max. Stop. Go. Yeah, I know. We can't do that. Go ahead, Joey. Max Belcheck is fucking horrible. Oh my God. I, uh, yeah. It's a good short rant. It's fine. So my point was the vacuum theory. I was basically saying that the Paris Accords is similar to this in the UN. One, the UN has this whole other thing with the Security Council. We're not talking about that. Sorry, I'll slow down. But the Security Council has Russia and China in it. And it has three democracies and two author- one authoritarian and one communist dictatorship. Anyways, the point is that the idea is that if the US is symbolically out of Paris, then there are only th- basically here. I'll, I'll break it down. There are three powers in this world right now, China, Russia, and the U.S. Uh, France, Germany, and the U.K. kind of combined to make one. Um, but the idea is France, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, China and the Russia will theoretically take over Paris, records, especially China, because of their insane industry and their expansion in the next 20 years. So the idea is if U.S. isn't there, aren't we conceding that driver's seat to these guys? Whether it's in 
you making policy on climate change or whether it's making policy in NATO or whether it's making policy in the UN. If America takes a back seat, the vacuum only leaves Russia and China. And that's a pretty dire situation. Not only that, but I think the, the, the bummer about that ultimately comes not so much with us taking the back seat, but with us trying to get back in because then it's dictated by others. And now it's going to cost yeah. us more fucking money. And they all want to fuck us. a huge emitter. They all hate they, us. They or, really or at do. least Russia and China want to fuck us. That's not even a thing. I mean, if they're going to fuck us, Trump's going to walk away. He has no problem with that. So that's not even Wait, a thing. Well, we, we, we fucked either way. Trump has no problem with not rejoining the Paris Agreement. So if it is more unfavorable, then we're just not. No, going I know, to but us it. as a as a I'm just country, saying. it is less favorable because basically, put it this way, um, politically speaking, it's it's the the majority of people think it's a bad idea to leave the Paris Agreement. It just looks bad. By the way, do you know the numbers? Which is, which is perfectly fine. I'm curious how much. I, well, I, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember the, the popularity the of. It, it, oh, it, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I honestly, anything I say would be completely yeah, whatever. But, so, but but let's just say, let's just say ultimately, whenever honestly, Trump, I don't think most people know what it means, or until this week. Well, but that's what I mean. It, like, yeah. let's let's just say in you know eight years we do. Let's just say in eight years it's pretty demonstrable that okay, fuck, we do need to do something as a global society, and fuck, we need to join this Paris, you know, this Paris Agreement for some. Well, I guess maybe you're right. so you're shaking we, your head as we might not have to have to join her. Well, that's the whole thing. Like, there's no us withdrawing from the Paris Agreement changes nothing about what we're doing here to combat global warming. We're still doing all of those things, other than giving them money. We're still cutting back on carbon emissions mm-hmm. because that stuff has already been implemented, mm-hmm. and. Trump himself has said that he is not a climate change denier. Well, he's not even as, as far to the right as I am on that. Right, but let's let's he's, let's take your global community to mm-hmm. to its logical conclusion. Well, not to whatever. Let's just say the Paris Agreement does really end up creating this kind of global community, mm-hmm. and we're outside of that global community. And so it's not so much that oh, it's just Paris Agreement. Let's say all of a sudden sanctions start to fucking go on us. Let's say all the over time, you know, if we want if we want the the protection of the support, I know we're the fucking cops, but let's just follow it down let's continue because let's just if say all of a we sudden we weakened. stop spending all of our money on military <laughs> <laughs> well no let's just say all of a sudden we we kind of have less money overall because yeah. it's for whatever reason we've sort of a famine we so shut down times. we get fucked it can happen yeah, yeah just over time well let's say yeah. we've just lost a lot of friends or all of a sudden we have one huge fucking you know terrorist attack sure. that we don't have a global community at have our backs anymore because we've been such fucking dicks about paris mm-hmm. and about nato etc so you know we're not going to support article 5 of nato so once we get attacked, our, you know, the rest of NATO is like, well, dude, sorry, you're beat. Fuck you. I mean, at this point, it's really easy to say, well, go fuck yourself because we are NATO. I mean, as far as yeah, the armed no, forces are we, concerned. We really don't need them. They need yeah, us. Yeah, but, that is, but that's kind of a it ridiculous would be nice, analogy. It would be nice to have their support in places like Afghanistan where they've died for us. So. I guess it's true. But I, it, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not talking about in five years. I'm talking about in 20 years. You know, We're it, still if we continue the military in this force, isolationist. But, yeah. It's hard I mean, to say, if man. China I mean, starts if, nuking us, maybe, but okay, I mean, that's right. all. But the thing is, what's interesting is France and Germany now have made that comment that they're going to go it alone, and they could have a big increase in defense spending, especially France. France, don't forget, is the only other country in this entire world that has a nuclear carrier. Mm-hmm. They have probably the third most nukes in the entire world. So France is a big fucking military. I guess don't, my point is it's a lot easier for us to lose our stronger foothold in this world mm-hmm. than we think. And thus, if we do lose them, both the moral high ground and the power high ground— it might cost us in the end. Oh, well, yeah. It cost uh, us a lot, like our survival. 
Well, I mean, not well, just our survival, but, you know. In World lose, War III, theoretically, in 30 years, if we don't have the power, we could easily be well, lose our survival. I mean, if we, if yeah, we go World to— World War III is the fucking world is all decimated anyway. So it's like, sure, we get fucked a little bit. But, I'm but, sorry, I got you. Well, no, if you go to the right wing, that's exactly what they're they're concerned about here is that this is a, a, uh, a push to— Deindustrialize America by, you know, forcing us into this uh, spending spree to try and acclimate or accommodate these sort of regulations. Mm -hmm. They are forcing us to uh, basically kind of take a backseat to the rest of the world or to other countries that are developing right now. So, you know, in, in economically speaking, though, not, certainly, yeah, okay. yeah, no, it's because we're still like the the, the, the figureheads, right, right. We but have the, enough to kind of give to the guy. Well, no, the right wing conspiracy is that this is basically to try and e equalize the world. So the the idea that we're trying to, you know, uh, rather than just build up the lower countries, they need to take us down so that we can sort of even everything out. And if we are to be uh, hurting our industrial manufacturing and our e economy like that, that is going to take us off of the world stage anyways and take us away from being the only superpower. Yeah, but the left-wing conspiracy is that in doing so, we basically, you know, there's still 20 years behind us technologically mm -hmm. speaking so we're it's now creating that moment where now we can step ahead in this kind of futuristic world and we still create the new technology that's not yet created and we're still the head and and everybody else is now forced to still buy from us because oh, that's way too we're the only fucking ones who have it way too progressive how dare you think that and he was just saying the conspiracy i wanted to I play know. along the, i just wanted to play it's amazing <laughs> i got numbers i got the, numbers the right-wing response to that would be that a uh uh, a free and open economy would allow for that to flourish much more quickly than anything the government could subsidize. But we would say th there's there a free and open economy ultimately will lead to a global collapse of the economy. Uh, or the, the most evil, powerful people taking control. Well, that, that yeah, you're right. That actually is probably more likely. And then that, is then that, that makes us us then. And then that will lead We're to another the... global collapse probably. Because <laughs> and, and that's why you're running around screaming at teachers. Wait, what? Teachers I missed yeah. that part. Oh, that, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious what that means. Okay. Uh, hey, oh, Never have you guys not it. been uh, following what was it the the Evergreen College di uh, fiasco? Uh, there is no. the oh. hold on. Hold, can I just give you yeah, numbers yeah, no, no, before no, no. we yes, go on? Numbers, this? numbers, numbers. Okay, so uh, the numbers by the popularity of the Paris Agreement. All right, um, so we have all registered all registered voters. Kyoto, sixty nine percent. Uh, among Democrats, eighty six percent. Wait, wait, what? What was that? This go is back. support for Paris. Right, but what was the the what's the who do they ask? What's the poll? The, the poll is, do you support this international agreement to curb global warming? Okay. And so who was the first group they asked? All registered voters. In, okay. All American registered voters? All American okay, registered voters. Gotcha. 69%. Total Democrats, 86%. Independents, 61%. Republicans, 51%. So I think that's fairly solid support. I mean, even if Republicans are 51%. When was that study? Uh, I mean, the, the article says May of 2000. 17 so it's got to be may 8th says oh okay um yeah i i still don't think most people fully understand the kyoto protocol and that's kind of, i'm sorry the paris agreement same difference oh, um you might be right but no and that's see and that's that's kind of in my point about the the hyperbole it's that it it always feels good to recycle it always feels good to do what is seen as being green it feels good to drive a prius no, it but doesn't. that doesn't necessarily it's mean not, that i think it's, yes no, it fucking no it, of course well, it does it doesn't no, feel no. good to recycle of course it does but it only works no of course it does what do you mean it does feels it good feels to recycle good. yes it does it no, feels no it fucking doesn't feel good to recycle no, what, you feel like you're being told you feel like you're fucking you know when you flip off the light when yeah. it's on i'm like i feel like okay, i'm fucking you know you have a can 
like that. Really? It feels good because way, it feels bad spend. to be shamed to not recycle. So you are basically getting that uh, the opposite. No, it feels it good to say, stick. fuck you, I'm leaving the fucking light on. That, yeah, it does. How is that not? But that's what I'm saying. And by the way, it actually, to your point, Mr. Bunyer, recently, after this whole debacle with Trump pulling out, it does feel good to turn off lights. It actually, <laughs> and I was like, fuck that. I'm going to start fucking recycling. Because you know what? If we're not going to, if, if our government isn't going to do its part, recycling and all these other kind of like, you know, green emissions, et cetera, all this whatever, it only actually matters if everybody does it. It's one of those things. If I don't turn off my light or if I don't recycle, it doesn't do a goddamn thing. It only matters if everybody does it. That's why the Paris Agreement is so important. That's why it's so symbolic, because it only makes a difference if Everybody does it. If it was well-written as a treaty, I would agree with you, but I don't believe that it is effective, and I don't believe that it is fair to the, the United States specifically. Right, which is fine, but we can re- renegotiate while we're that's, still in it symbolically. And that's what we're doing. No, we're uh, not. We've we pulled out of it. We, you just said we can't until 2020. So, I mean, Wait, that's where sure, we are. No, no, sure. So, <laughs> so the statement is to kind of renegotiate yeah, it. So, it's, so it's, Trump it's, is the master negotiator. Exactly. Which, which, it's hey, a big man, declaration. Look. It's him waving his dick around. That's all this but ever it also is. Could and, be, he up, could, and, and I do think he, I do think ultimately he won't pull out of it. Something will go down. I think mm-hmm. that, fine. I think this might be one, the, the one time he actually does make a good deal. Well, hold on. I have a question. And are there this specific? This could possibly be that sort of. Take that Tony Schwartz, the art of the deal. Okay. So this, this is. Kind of, I don't know if it's Art of the Deal, but it is one of these. Tony Schwartz, uh, the, re- the ghostwriter of Art of the no, Deal. No, no, I, I, oh, my, okay. my point. I, I was I, just saying. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I was about to talk about may actually be from Art of the Deal. But okay. either way, there is uh, – oh, no, no, not – anyways. The uh, – there is a standard sort of um, uh, kind of like how to win friends and influence people sort of thing where you uh, – a, a very good tactic to get someone to identify with you is to argue with them and argue with them on something that you agree on and then finally acquiesce and say, oh, I never thought of it that way. You're right. So if Trump was to take that to its logical conclusion, it is a possibility that he could actually start swaying people to start thinking, oh, maybe he's not that bad of a guy if he does actually do something about sure. this sort of Paris agreement. No, no, to- totally. It's it's his equivalent of his stupid fucking handshake thing where he like yanks yeah, yeah. you in like a used car sale. I think he like, did it this week. This I think he did bullshit, it when but... he was basically saying, uh, wait for my decision on Thursday. He, yeah. was, he was kind of walking. He's kind of game yeah. show yeah. thing. He's game yeah, show bullshit. You know, and, and just the well, announcement itself is large symbolic but it it has also been well it's been largely reported that his entire cabinet is very divided on paris sure so you know i mean but i guess i guess that's my point though it's that this could have been done so much more gentlemanly (laughs) it's yeah what what the fuck (laughs) i I know it's trump i'm saying you know if we wanted to renegotiate as a society Mm -hmm. we could have done this in a way that didn't piss off our allies oh yeah but that's not so instead of fucking moving the rook right next to the queen Maybe we fucking think about it for half a second. You, right next to the queen. You it's a chess analogy. Everybody yeah, but you don't have lives. to put the rook next to the queen. It goes multiple spaces. Well, I'm talking about it's a power play rather than just an elegant move. Is what Everybody relax. It's a chess analogy. It, it's, it's how funny. I play chess. Is that chess. a thing? I just never heard that. Is that a real no, thing? No, it's not a thing. I'm just, it's just he, a chess he, analogy. He's just saying, I'm, you know, to, to threaten your queen is a big chess the thing. Ro- the rook is a... The big piece that only moves forward or backward or side to side. How does it feel when someone kind of uh, obsesses around. over your analogy instead of listening <laughs> to what you're actually trying to say? Is that, is that annoying? Does that annoy you? 
So speaking of ridiculous analogies, <laughs> gentlemen, I do have. Hang on, I do need to analogy uh, to to oh, a- no. a- analyze I this. Need, no, I need to acknowledge how good that was, Joey. <laughs> that was very good, Mr. Bone. That was very good. Good, Johnny. So, oh, fuck this. I'm getting a drink. I'm done. Fuck this game. God. Well, the uh, the last question I have is a little bit more of a a fun counterfactual, but. We all agree that the climate is always changing. The one constant in the universe is change, and the climate is going to change. So, (laughs) if we were to have a choice between global warming and global cooling, what would be the benefits of either or the downside of either? If we admit that the climate has to change— I like this funny hypothetical, but it's a little silly. But I, I like it. Well, no, I mean, they, I'll play. They, I'll no, play. I'll play. So the the theory that this comes from is the fact that we could actually go too far. We could go far enough in in learning to change the climate and uh, terraforming and whatnot, where we actually start putting ourselves back into a cooling period, which would actually be far more detrimental to us as a species. We would have much less farmland. We would have much less habitable environment okay. if we started to enter I, back into another ice I, age. I, I understand your point. Uh, I just think when once we get to that point. Point, technologically, we probably have control over the weather. So I know that sounds crazy. No, too, no, but, that's kind of my point. But I'm saying we, would, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to say, oh, we're just going to go into a global cooling. We'd be like, oh, we can put it exactly like what you said at 72 we degrees. We can set all the, the thermostat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In- I reject the premise. I will love to play along. <laughs> but I think it'd be. <laughs> oh, no, it's not the end. <laughs> oh. My mom's calling. We didn't talk about a lot of things, but. Excessive drinking. Spend some time collecting. Hey, Mom. Yeah, we're doing the podcast now. Are you going to cover Kathy Griffith? No, it's Kathy Griffin, by the way, Mom. <laughs> not Kathy, Griffith. Oh, did I say, really? Oh, I said She's Griffin, not a lion headed piece. <laughs> Anyways, but no, Griffin we didn't, we didn't cover it yet. What, what's, what's your. Uh, Griffith is not a I thing. Think you should. It's. It's Griffin great. is. The- did you see? Did you see, you didn't see the live broadcast of her lawyers in there? And the, and her, she has two lawyers. She has a civil rights lawyer and a, and a criminal lawyer. What do you think about that? We are going to talk about that in your episode. I, she has a right to say whatever she wants to say. Yeah, you think she's, this- a, she's a comedian? You know, I don't know if you ever saw Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers just makes fun of everybody. Okay. Make, I like your very pro First Amendment approach. I got to say. Yes. I mean, I mean, she didn't threaten him. She, she well, threatened. He threatened by her. Oh my God. We should tease this and have her call back during your episode. Uh, do you want to call back later, Mom? In like, oh, yeah, in like sure. 15 have minutes. Fun, guys. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. We'll talk, oh, no. We'll talk to you Mom, in yeah, we'll call you back in a little bit, okay? Oh, yeah. I think you should cover Kathy. I think it's really. We're going to do a whole important. episode on it. We will. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Remember to follow us at Paula Tinkering at the Twitters, and uh, you can get in touch with uh, O'Brien's usually man in the, uh, the Paula Tinkering, but uh, uh, sometimes I'll throw on some, uh, some troll in there. Uh, I'm usually at at text before calling on the uh, Twitters. Joseph Bonnier is at J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R. And uh, you can email us if you want, the uh, tinkering at gmail.com. Uh, let us know where we were wrong and why you want to yell at us. Most importantly, please rate us on iTunes and uh, write a review if you can, if you get a second. That actually does help us find other listeners and tell a friend. <laughs> I wanted to have a conversation with you guys. I'm not sure it should be on air. So if you don't think it should be on air, we can just cut this. No, no. It's definitely going to be on air. Okay. Um, I should but have we should up. still play the song. Now? Didn't we already? It didn't fall through. We already did. Well, we did. I have it. Yeah, it's good enough. It's all you <laughs> it get. is not 
good enough. I wanted to no stop. God, what's I going on? Can, am I? Can I talk though? I don't know what's See, going on. We we have to figure out a way to like stop it and be able to restart it because it would have been fun to restart it from where we left off. Oh, that would be a different button. I know. Yeah. I know. Good. Um, the politinkering Twitter. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have to have a conversation. Is about this an intervention? Is <laughs> An on-air intervention. It might be for you, too. About what is appropriate for a podcast Twitter feed. I agree. Right on. Do you think it should be our personal opinions? Do you think it should be retweeted articles? Do you think it should be just funny jokes? What do you think? I'm curious. Whatever gets more fucking followers. Okay. So just what, like yes. just win at all costs. Roger I think Stone. We should all <gasps> Clickbait post, bullshit. I think we should all post as much as possible. Your opinion, Mr. Boner. Your opinion, Mr. Faw. You little silly beard face over there. I'm going to be, I'm going to call you silly beard. beard. I love it. Oh, I know no. I said it earlier. I'm going to call you silly beard. I love oh, this. Um, yeah. I think whatever, whatever gets us most followers. Okay. Do you know why? Because you're a yellow journalist. Because you're all about the lulls. I'm, 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 I'm Irish. Yeah. You're yeah, a green journalist? See what, see what happened? Yeah. I don't get see what it. Happens. He tried to call me a racist. I said a racist joke. No, I was being racist. Mm. Oh, I get it. Racist. Racist. I don't know where the butt. Jesus Christ. Cool, a fugue! It's like conspiracy What is happening? What's going on? It's all going to be all right. I don't know, man. Eh, it'll be fine.